My name is Trenton Richardson. I was born in Charleston, South Carolina. I work currently at Chick-fil-A of Somerville, and I go to college at Trident Technical College. I'm pursuing a degree in communication, and I hope to be at CSU next fall. And I started coming to Genesis about uh, May 2015, and I really started getting active in Genesis about April 2016. During my uh, high school career, I was a part of NSM. I helped out a lot there. I went to small group. Mike Woodard was my small group leader. And it came to be during that summer after I graduated high school, I graduated in 2015, that I just kind of turned my back on the Lord, you know. I walked away from it all. I walked away from the church. I cut all the relationships I had here. Uh, it, the world at the time seemed more interesting to me. But eventually I began to see the folly of my ways and I, I started coming, I, I left the church that I was at and I ended up coming to Northwood Main Church in uh, August 14th, I remember the date. It was August 14th, 2015, I started coming there. I sat in the very back, I was afraid to talk to anybody because I just basically abandoned the people that I knew here. And then I started returning back to Genesis eventually, slowly and surely, working on my way back there, going there, working in there. And then I remember September 22nd, Mike Woodard preached, and Matt Tyler led, well, led me to the Lord that day. And it was a life-changing event. Then I ended up starting, I was going to Genesis regularly. Then I ended up going to Mike's small group. So being around a small group environment really helped me out. Being around Christian leadership, being around guys who pursued the Lord, with everything they had, they just went at it was just encouraging for me to be around. And it's something even to this day I need. I need to be around people who want to pursue God, who want that kind of, that drive, that push. Yeah, let's give a hand for my man, Trenton Richardson. It takes a lot of guts to uh, sit in front of a camera and tell your story like that. But that's what this new series is about. It's April in our April series, we felt led to do this called Your Story, and we want to give you an opportunity to tell your story. It may not be on video, but we want to share your story because your story is important. Your story is powerful. We think about stories and the things that we love about stories. One of the most important elements of a great story is that there's a main character who experiences transformation as the story progresses. At the end of the story, this main character is not the same person. They change. And if you think about it, nobody wants to watch a story or see a movie about Luke Skywalker who just stays on his home planet of Tatooine. And he just stays the same person, right? Nobody wants to watch a movie where Frodo just stays in the Shire. He just he doesn't go on any adventures, and he just stays in his hobbit hole, and he gardens, and he hangs out with Sam. Like, that's not an interesting story. That's not a compelling story. Nobody wants to see Bruce Wayne just become uh, simply a, a billionaire, and he doesn't, he doesn't transform. He doesn't change, and he doesn't become Batman. We don't want to see that story. We want to see a story where the main character experiences a transformation. And 
really grateful for Trenton and getting up there and sharing his story because you can see the transformation, the change that takes place in his heart. It's really amazing. Uh, there was that time in his life when he said the world seemed more interesting. Did you hear that? The world seemed more interesting at the time. And so he goes away from God for a while. He said he turned his back on Christians, turned his back on God and didn't go to church. And so he's out there and he's trying to see what is there. You know, is this something that's for me? And the, Look, the world is tempting. Okay, Temptations wouldn't be temptations if there wasn't some fun to them. But the writer of Hebrews tells us that sin is a passing pleasure. It's actually talking about Moses, telling the story of Moses, when he says it's a passing pleasure. Um, Moses grew up in Pharaoh's palace. You remember that uh, Pharaoh's daughter kind of caught Moses as he floats in on a basket, and she takes him out of the basket, and she raises him. So he, he, he was raised in Pharaoh's palace as, as an, an Egyptian. But the Bible says that when he, when he got old enough, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He knew that there was something more, and that was the beginning of the transformation of Moses. I love seeing stories. You see so many great stories in Scripture where there's a person who experiences a transformation. The Apostle Paul is definitely one of those. He has a fantastic story because he was an enemy of the church. He was an enemy of the gospel. He was tracking down Christians, and he was trying to throw them in prison. He was trying to get them killed. And so he was an enemy, but one day on the road to Damascus, he's traveling to a city called Damascus, and he sees this great light appear to him, and he hears the voice of Jesus. And he says, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he says, who are you? He says, I'm Jesus, and you're persecuting me. And from that point, Saul became blind. And he didn't see again until a believer named Ananias baptized him in the name of Jesus. And he gave his life to Jesus, and he, his eyes were opened up. And from that point forward, he, he's changed. He's completely transformed. And so it's from that type of perspective that Paul writes a letter to the Romans in chapter 12, verse 2. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul can talk about this from firsthand experience because he has experienced transformation. God actually literally opened up his eyes, his physical eyes and his spiritual eyes, and he became a new creation, just like you saw Trinan do. Trinan became a new creation. It's each one of us, if we have given our lives to Jesus, we've become a new creation. But there's something else that has to happen. Just because we get saved doesn't mean that's the end of our transformation. In fact, that's just the beginning of our transformation. Because from that point forward, God wants to renew our minds. Just when, just when we give our lives to Christ, it doesn't mean that we think differently immediately. Okay, we have a, we have a, we've, been, we've been born again. So it's a powerful experience. All of our sins are washed away, forgiven, and now we're a, we're a child of God. We can connect with the creator of the universe. But a lot of our thinking remains old way of thinking. 
And so the New Testament tells us to put off the old man, put away the old man, put on the new man, the new creation that you are. And so our minds need to be renewed. Each of you are the main character of your story. You have a powerful story to tell. You have a story that's going to impact people's lives. Your story is valuable. Your story is important. People are reading your story every day. Whether you express your, uh, your story, whether you tell people your history, that's not, that is not important. People are reading your story. They're looking at the way that you live your life. And these are people that may never open up a Bible. Maybe they've never opened up a Bible, but they are reading you. They're watching how you live your life. And if we are the type of believers that are transformed and the way that we live expresses a transformed life, then that's going to make an impact. We're going to be difference makers. So God saves us to transform us. Um, I, uh, a while back, this was actually several years ago, I went skydiving. My, my good friend had been skydiving before, and he keeps telling me, you have to go skydiving with me. So the first time you go skydiving, you have to go tandem, which means there's a dude on the back of you, and you're strapped together, and you're like connected together, and he's actually the one that has the parachute. So it's a good thing to be strapped to him. But you have to go with him because he knows what he's doing, and you don't. So I'm thinking, okay, this is fun. This is going to be good. I'm actually looking forward to it, but I'm pretty nervous because jumping out of an airplane, there's just something about it that makes you a little bit nervous, right? Just a little bit. But I, this is like the smallest aircraft you've ever seen in your life. It is so tiny. I don't know how four of us managed to get in it, but me and my friend, my friend, he was going skydiving again, and he had a guy strapped to his back. I've got a guy strapped into my back, and I'm not a very flexible person. Like when I try to bend over and touch my toes, that's as far as I go. Not flexible at all. I have tight hamstrings, okay? I was born with it. Listen. Uh, but I, I crawl in, and because he's on my back, I have to crawl in, and we have to crawl in together, and, and I have to get down on all fours, okay? And, and so I'm like, I'm like way down here on the, on the airplane, just like this, and there's a guy on top of my back, and he's like, all, obviously, all of his weight is on top of me, and I'm thinking, okay, Okay, I can deal with this for a few minutes, but like I said, it's a really tiny airplane, and so it takes off, and then it's like, you know, it's making its way. It's like a single propeller. It's making its way up. It's got to get high enough for us to jump out, and I'm in pain because this guy's on top of me. I'm just stiff. It's hot in the plane. There was like no windows open. It was awful, and I'm just thinking, I cannot wait to get out of this plane. Like all the fear that I had about jumping out of an airplane was totally gone. And you could say that my mind had been renewed. Like I was thinking differently now than I had been when I first started, when I first got out there and, and got suited up. And I can't wait to jump out of this plane. I can't wait to get all of this guy's weight off of me. And so when he's like, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So we go to the door, he says, go, no hesitation. I just jumped out of the plane, and it was, it was like, ah, freedom. <laughs> Flying through the atmosphere. It's like, ah, oh, that feels so good. And uh, it was pretty cool. There was a, it was a cloud, which right th flew right through the cloud. Um, had a little bit of uh, free fall, 
And then he let me pull the, the cord, and we opened, you know, opened. Obviously, I'm here. Op- the chute opened, and we landed safely. But that experience, it was like a, it was a, it was a transformative experience because the fear that was once in me was totally gone. I just couldn't wait to get out of the plane. And so it, it's a similar type experience. When, when we get our minds renewed, we think differently. And maybe the fear that we once had, it goes away. Because why? Just because of the power of God. Because when you read the Word of God and you get the Scripture, the Bible says it becomes hidden in your heart. And so when you need it, it's going to be there. It's going to be ready. And God changes the way that we think. Just like all my fear was wiped away, God changes the way that we think. And so maybe you're in a, a position similar to what Trenin is in, was in how there was a time in his life where the world seemed a little bit more interesting. If you're not in that season, it's probably going to come around again at some point because there is an enemy that's out there. The Bible says that he roams around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. And even Jesus talked about the different types of soil. He talked about the seed that's scattered. He said the seed is the word of God. So Jesus is planting scripture. He's planting scripture. Every time you go to the church, every time you go to chapel or Genesis or whatever, there's scripture being planted all over the place. What, kind, what type of soil you are is extremely important. It's going to tell whether you are transformed or not because there's, there's the soil that's been walked on, beaten up, and the birds come and immediately steal it. And he says that's like Satan, immediately stealing the word. Then there's other soil that's rock, rocky soil. It springs up really quick, but because of the rocks, there's no roots. So it looks like it's doing well, but when the sun comes up, it just scorches it and, it and it dies. And you might say, I'm really not either of those two soils. I'm not those two soils because I, I've been a Christian for a while, so the sun hasn't scorched me. I have some roots. That's great. That's awesome because that's the first step is to get some roots, And you're not the first type of soil where the enemy immediately came and and stole it away. But we are all in danger of being a third type of soil that Jesus talked about. He's talking about a soil that grows up, it's bearing fruit, it's doing well. And then these thorns come up and they just wrap around it and they choke it out. They just suffocate it and kill it. This seed had a transformation. It transformed from a little tiny seed into a plant that's, that's bearing fruit and it's doing good things. But Jesus said, these thorns that come up and they wrap around it, these are the cares of this world. It's worldliness. Just getting caught up in money. He said, he called it the deceitfulness of riches. Just getting caught up in worldly things. We always have to be on guard to make sure that we're being transformed in a good way. The world uh, is, is a tempting place. There's a, there's a lot of sin out there. The enemy is out there. He's trying to tempt us. And like I said, temptations wouldn't be temptations if there wasn't something desirable about them. So the enemy is setting traps out there for us all the time. And he's showing us these, these desires, showing us these temptations. Like, hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you, why don't you come with me? Follow me and do this. And you know what they are in your life. 
And they're not things that are like, oh, I would never do that. Like, you know, the enemy is probably not going to tempt you to rob a bank. But that's not something that's, that you care about. That's not something that's going to trap you. But the enemy is going to, to tempt you with, with lust. He's going to tempt you to, to make poor choices. Hey, try this. Hey, go out with this person. Hey, sleep with him. No big deal. He's going to throw all these temptations out there because he wants to derail your story. The enemy doesn't want you to have a powerful story. But through Christ, no matter what your past is, you can have a story where you're the main character and you experience a transformation. When people see the transformation that takes place in your heart, they'll know that God is real. Man, I knew that guy. I knew that girl before they made a decision to follow Christ. And now look at them. They are completely different. Who else can do that? That's the story that your life tells. If we want to be transformed, Christ is the catalyst. Christ is the catalyst for transformation. And if you're looking at your life and you're like, I'm not as different as I want to be. I'm not as changed as I want to be. Number one, it's a process. Number two, Christ is the catalyst. He is and will always be the catalyst for change and for transformation. He is the answer now just like he was always the answer when you first got born again. And so through Christ, you can do all things. No matter what kind of transformation that needs to take place in your life, you can do it because Christ is the catalyst. You just go to him. Back to Romans chapter 12. Paul said, to be transformed, our minds need to be renewed. He said, be transformed by the renewing of our minds. When we become born again, we become a new creation, but there's more that has to happen. There's a transformation. There's a renewing of our mind. changes the way that we think, and it changes the way that we live. Here's a sign of an unrenewed mind. When we're afraid to go all in for Jesus because we'll miss out on the fun. That's a sign of an unrenewed mind. We're afraid to go all in for Jesus because we think that we will miss out on all the fun. That is deception. That is such a lie. Does the butterfly wish that it could turn back into a caterpillar? No, that transformation that's taken place, it's on to bigger and better things. The butterfly can fly. It doesn't want to go to, back to being a caterpillar crawling around in the dirt. Something greater has taken place. But the enemy is always out there saying, come back. Come back to the dirt. Come back and be a caterpillar again. Man, remember how great it was? He always tries to tell you how great it is. But sin always takes you further than you want to go and keeps you longer than you want to stay. It's like... Uh, Man, if I, uh, if I go all in for Jesus and I really start obeying God, I'm not going to get to do all the things that Jason Aldean sings about. That guy, man. He... Okay, Jason Aldean, let me just time out for a second. I'm going to go on a rant about the sadness of today's country music. Jason Aldean, he really thinks he's a tough guy, doesn't he? Driving around in his truck, get, you know, ice cold beer in the console. I mean, this guy is a tough guy. He has a song, and it's like, I may not be around in 20 years, but they're sure going to know 
we were here. Seriously? Like, are we, are we really going to know you were here, Jason Aldean? I mean, what is he going to do? Is he going to have, like, a huge pile of beer cans just to let us know he was here? Like, wow, those guys must have partied hard. Amazing. They're not around anymore, but they were here. You can tell. They're like, look out into the field. That field right there, that's when they came out in the middle of the night and they did donuts in their trucks. Amazing. These guys, they partied. These guys were incredible. I don't think that that's the story that's going to really be around in 20 years. I don't think that story is going to make an impact. I think that God has something better for you. God has a better story for you. Amen? Okay, I like... uh, and Trenton's story, when uh, he says he gets born again, uh, Matt led him to the Lord here at Genesis, the night that Mike preached. Powerful moment. <clears throat> and from that point on, there's a desire in him to be committed here. And he, and he just goes all in for Genesis. And one thing I love about Trenton, the guy is a servant. And that is a transformation that has taken place. Like God planted that in Trenton's heart to be a servant. And you know why? Because Jesus is a servant. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, I came to serve. So when the king of kings will wash feet, then that's something that he plants in us. And and, and there's different gifts that God has given you. God has different things in store for you. That's a gift that God has given Trenton. But when people see that, they see a transformation take place. They see the main character of his story began to change. And that's the story that people want to read. I have a friend um, who loves sports, loves football. He, he's from San Diego, so I feel really bad for him because now the Chargers are, have left and gone to L.A. Huge Chargers fan, uh, Padres, everything. As loves San Diego. But uh, we would always talk about sports, but we went on a mission trip one time. We go to Peru. And we take all these teenagers with us, and we're doing these ministry sites where we got these teenagers, we trained them to get out there and preach the gospel. So put the mic in their hands, let them tell their story, their testimony, let them preach the gospel and tell them just John 3.16. Sometimes it's as simple as that. And these teenagers get out there and they preach the gospel, and they say, you know, if you want to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand. And, and people all over the city, go all over the city, parks and plazas and villages in Peru, and people just raising their hand, coming forward for salvation. I want to get saved. I want to get my life right. People, pray for my, my, my leg. Pray for uh, the disease that I have. Pray for my family. And you see these teenagers laying their hands on these old men and old women sometimes, praying for them. And my friend, he leans over to me, and he says, this is better than sports. He's seeing kids from his youth group being used by God, being transformed, this is better than sports. It's better than anything Jason Aldean can sing about. A lot better. It's better than anything that the enemy is going to try to tempt you with. It's better because there is a calling on your life. And you are not transformed and changed just for you. God has a calling on your life. And it's better 
than anything you could compare it to. God has called you to be a difference maker. God has a calling on your life to be a minister. Well, I don't think I'm supposed to be a preacher. I don't think I'm supposed to be a minister. Yeah, if you're a believer, you're a minister. You're called to be a minister. That's what the Bible says. The, the Christ has shared the gospel with you so that you can share it with others. You have been blessed to be a blessing. God has transformed you so that you can be a part of transforming others. That is a part of your story. The gospel is in you, and you have got what it takes to share it with people. You've got what it takes to be a difference maker in somebody else's lives. I want to challenge you to don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. You might, you might think, I don't have what it takes. I can't do that. I don't know. You know what? Yes, you can, because this is important. Part of your story is about being transformed. So when you get challenged to do something that you never thought you could do, do it. Say yes. Say yes, I'll do it. I, it scares me to death. I'm afraid. In fact, here in just a few minutes, we're going to ask you to be bold, and we're going to ask you to share your story at your table of how you gave your life to Jesus how you got saved, and what kind of transformation has taken place in your life. It takes a little bit of guts. It takes a little bit of boldness. Some of you might be nervous to do it. Don't be afraid because your story is important. And when you tell the story of how you've been transformed, it brings glory to God. Bow your heads and close your eyes with me. I'm going to ask the band to come back up. And I don't know where you guys are at, at this time in your life. I don't know what season of life that you're in. Uh, maybe you have really been feeling that pull from the world that the enemy is trying to suck you back into the things that you used to be a part of. Or maybe you've just been, you've lost some of your passion for God and you've just been getting curious and interested in the world again like Trenton shared in his story. Things are getting interesting. Things in the world are sparking your curiosity. I want to challenge you. Leave it behind. It is not worth it. The butterfly doesn't want to turn back into a caterpillar. Be the person that God has created you to be. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you want a renewed mind, Spend time with Jesus. Spend time in his word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time with other believers. Get as much as you can get. Soak it up. Because Christ is the catalyst for transformation. So whatever season of life you're at, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But I just want you to respond to God tonight. I want you to make a decision. Something that you're walking away from, and choose who you're walking towards. Say no to something that is not about making you live a, a great story. Say no to the things that are pulling you down, pulling you away from God. And as we respond during this worship time, say yes to God. Say yes to more transformation. Say yes to more change. Ask God to change you. You can do it because you can do 
all things through Christ who strengthens you. Father, I pray over every person here. Lord, I pray that as you began a good work in us, you're faithful to complete it. And I know that there's so many people in this room, you have begun a good thing in our hearts. When we got saved, God, we became born again. And that was just the beginning. But I know that there's people in this room that you're calling to go to a higher level. You're calling them to go deeper, to go further. And I pray that you would give them the strength to walk away from the stuff that's spoiling their story. And give them the courage through your son and through your spirit to say yes to change, to say yes to transformation, to say yes to you in every challenge that you throw out. I thank you for your only son, Jesus, who died on a cross so that we can be free. I thank you that there is no sin that can hold us captive any longer because you have done it all. You've covered it all. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name.